is a type of medicine that trains your body to fight any foreign agent. Plants are helpful for the ecosystem. It's an electronic device for storing and processing data. The nervous system is all the collection of nerves in your body. Yeast is a eukaryote. Welcome to Spectacular Science, where it's all about science, with your host, Akshay. Hey listeners, welcome back to this episode of Spectacular Science. I'm your host, Akshay. Oh, come on! Come on! Oh, it's taking forever for me to download this movie on my phone. I really want to watch it. It's called The Science Adventures of Akshay. I really want to watch it. Come on, load, load, load! Oh, it's not working! I wish there were new technologies that could help us download all this data faster. Wait, I've heard of this term 5G flying around for the past, like, months. And I'm really curious about what it is. I did a little bit of digging, and I found that 5G is the fifth generation of communication technology. But what is this 5G, and how is it different from the other generations of wireless technology, like 4G and 3G? And what is 5G being used for in the present day, and what can it be used for in the future? Well, in this episode, I'm going to talk to Mr. Lyle Paiskowski. He knows a lot about these emerging technologies, and especially about 5G. Let me go talk to him. Hi, Mr. Paskowski. Good afternoon. How are you? I'm doing good. So can you please introduce yourself to the listeners? Certainly. I'm Lyle Paskowski. I'm in uh, T-Mobile. I'm headquartered in Overland Park, Kansas. I've been with Sprint and now T-Mobile 23 years. Uh, I specialize in advanced, uh, well, I work in the advanced and emerging technology department, which is about 30 people who look at where carriers will be in between two and five years. It's our goal to, it's our task to look around the corner, so to speak. Uh, We analyze and research and report to decision makers, give them better decision making uh, uh, information. And occasionally we we document uh, the, the research and white papers is our team writes a great number of patents. Uh, one of our roles is is to protect our intellectual po- intellectual property by writing patents, and so I do quite a bit of that as well as a lot of my teammates. Wow, that's very cool. So, what is five G technology and how does it work? So, five G technology is in telecommunications, which is a general gen- generic term for. Uh, voice and data communications. It's the fifth generation of technology standard for for broadband cellular networks. Uh, this is what cellular phone companies started. Five G was started to be being deployed worldwide in 2019, and so it's been around for some time. It's an evolution of 4G, which was the fourth generation, obviously. Uh, 4G networks today connect most of the global cell phones, uh, but 5G is expected to have about close to 2 billion subscribers by 2025. And in essence, everybody who is on 4G and those remainders, the very small remainder on 3G, will have to convert their equipment to be 5G uh, capable. 5G networks are cellular networks. They're not private networks. They're macro networks, and they use licensed spectrum from the country hosting it. In, in the United States, we 
we lease the spectrum of the people. It's guarded spectrum. No one can transmit on the same spectrum bands that we lease. Uh, and so we have a, pr a proprietary private system of spectrum as opposed to like Wi-Fi, which is also a form of cellular technology in, in a way, but it's public spectrum and it's open It's open, uh, open to those who want to buy the routers and, and transmit on that. Uh, so 5G is basically a, an iteration of cellular componentry, cellular radio networks, radios themselves, and expanding the use of different broadbands or different bands of spectrum uh, in the United States and globally. Wow, that's really interesting. So how do 5G technologies actually work and how are they used in our everyday lives? Well, how 5G technologies work, there's basically two components to 5G that, um, and we probably will talk a little bit more about this a little later in the podcast, but 5G technology is the first G, so to speak, that was designed specifically for data. All prior iterations of um, this technology was designed for voice and then data was added on. And so 5G now actually is highly efficient in, in transmitting data, but there's two components to it. One is the physical attributes of 5G, that is coverage, capacity, and speed. Uh, and all three of those three different elements, uh, the, they were improved. They, there's bigger, larger coverage areas that can be handled with a, with a band of spectrum. The speeds to which that you can deliver data is improved and the variety of those uh, that you can transmit is, but is, is, has been expanded. And also the speed, the speeds uh, really, really get fast in 5G. But there's also in, in this G, in, this, in the fifth generation, there's also a, a logical component that didn't exist before, and that is around software. So 5G talks about um, how do you do um, uh, orchestration, virtualization, uh, orchestration, virtualization, and containerization. So you can effectively create applications that function on 5G. Lastly, how 5G is different than any of the prior 4Gs and what it does is basically it is wireless internet. In the prior Gs, everything was the carriers would deploy had a proprietary uh, software release or a protocol that you had to follow, and that limited those only those who are carriers obtaining license spectrum from the governments uh, could participate. With 5G, that's different. Uh, all of the interfaces between network nodes and internal components of the 5G floor, uh, extending on out to um, uh, non-cellular components like Wi-Fi routers now is all HTTP-based. So it effectively is an application protocol uh, that allows for a greater, a wider swath of applications to be written to run natively within the core of the network. Wow, that's really interesting that there's so many changes from these past generations, and 5G also accommodates some of the past generations, which is really amazing. How will 5G technologies change our world today and in the future? Well, I guess maybe a way to look at it is if this is a software-based solution rather than a hardware-based solution, as in the prior instances, people like yourself and my, myself, your, your collaborators, your students, have the, have the chance now to actually write applications that can run on 5G. In the past, you had to have specialized training, and you had to run through specialized um, protocols that only network equipment providers would, would have access to and that they would sell them under license to the carriers. Now, uh, you know, you can write applications that, not write, it's pretty hard to do it exactly today, but in the near term, you'll be able to write applications that you can post 
um, to the 5G uh, ecosystem, and they'll run natively. In other words, we've expanded the ability, we meaning the cellular industry, have expanded the ability for not just specific coding to occur, executable development, but to a wider range of developers that now can use their skills to create things that are worthwhile and convert uh, convert those ex executables and applications in the past that were essentially standalone and make them web enabled. And so that that really is, I, I think, probably the key key feature here in the world of 4G. If it were for 4G, Uber wouldn't exist today. We just don't know in the world of 5G, what does the next Uber look like? What next capability uh, might occur? You saw, if you've been watching the news, SpaceX and T-Mobile announced the massive uh, relationship that in the future T-Mobile will be able to use SpaceX satellites, first starting with data for SMS and, and things like that, ultimately then going to voice. But if you take it a step further, a 5G-enabled SpaceX T-Mobile relationship would allow for uh, te Tesla cars to function natively on our 5G network as a core element. And so that's pretty remarkable. That's pretty awesome stuff where uh, the facility, your car, your facility of your car is under the total influence of a wireless macro network. Wow, there's so many possibilities for the future, and it's just amazing to think what 5G technology can hold for us in the future. Thank you so much for talking to me today, Dr. Pakskowski. I really enjoyed it, and I just learned so much about all these technologies. All right, well, Hal, thanks for inviting me. Have a pleasant evening, and I hope your listeners, listeners enjoy your podcast. Have a good evening. Thank you so much. Now, before we wrap up this episode, let's go over what we learned today from Mr. Pakskowski. We learned that 5G is a new generation of communications technology, which is basically text messages, phone calls, and now with 5G, it's also data or web pages and movies that you may download from the web. 5G really has improvements in speed and in downloading data, and it's really reliable and it's widespread across the world. For people to use 5G, they need to upgrade their equipment to 5G compatible devices. This basically means that they're able to take in those 5G signals and they're able to receive them and transmit them effectively without having inner interferences. 5G technology can really be used for a lot in the future, such as self-driving cars, robots, smart refrigerators, and you could just code websites and post them on the 5G web. And it would be so easy to do that. There's so many possibilities in this world with 5G. I can't wait to see what 5G has for us next. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Spectacular Science. Spectacular Science is produced, hosted, and was created by me, Akshay J. Raman. Our theme song is by Charan Ramachandran. Thank you so much, Mr. Pakskowski, for accepting this interview. I had so much fun and I learned so much. Thank you so much. Special thanks to Varun Ramachandran. Please visit my podcast website, SpectacularSci.com, to find interactive activities, blog posts, articles, and all of our episodes. You can also find the link to sign up for the Spectacular Science membership, where you get lots of bonus content to keep you thinking about science. My favorite of those is the fact of the day when you get a fun science fact every day. 
Sign up at spectacularside.com slash membership. Please follow or subscribe to this show on any podcasting platform or wherever you're listening right now. It really encourages me when you subscribe, and it means a lot. Thank you so much. I always love hearing from my listeners about science, and I just love interacting with my listeners. So please contact me at spectacularside.com contact or email me using the link posted on the page. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and we'll see you on the next episode of Spectacular Science next week. Keep thinking about science.